The world champion Dodgers have some world champion podcasts. Don't miss a chance to catch up on Dodger Talk by podcasting it on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Dodger Talk for new episodes every weekday and after each game. AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Okay, here we go, Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM 570 LA Sports. A lot to get to today. And off the top, Rodney. Yes. Angels made a move today. Angels made a move today. Yeah. Don't often start with the Angels. Before that top, off that top, Fred. Yeah. Because that shouldn't be off the top. What should be? We'll get to that. We'll get to the Angels move. Okay. But off the top is, happy birthday, Freddie. Freddie. Happy birthday. Fred, yeah, Fred. Fred, happy birthday. Fred didn't want anybody to know. Trying to keep it a secret. <laughs> well, first, thank you. That's so funny. Because I came in today. Kevin, I didn't mention it, did I? No. So, funny enough, you brought it up very much in passing to me about three weeks ago. And I did not forget about it. And then somebody put it on Rodney's radar as well. Yes. So, how did I bring it up to you three weeks ago? Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. We were just talking passively about birthdays or something else, and you brought up and said, yeah, mine is on May 6th. You just said it very passively, but I vividly remember that. Oh, well, thank you, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> and thing. I didn't want to say anything this morning. I wanted to save it for the air. Well, that you did. Yeah. I, I, haven't, yes. I haven't told a single person. See, Fred, we care so much about you. We wished you a happy birthday. That's Mario very text you. No. And the people that care about you so much, Fred, knew, knew that you didn't want anybody to know. <laughs> yep. So they, they, let, <laughs> told everybody. they all let me know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate yes. it. You get to a point in life, and uh, when I got up this morning, somebody said happy birthday to me, and I said, I think I'm so old, I forgot it was my birthday. I didn't even realize it when I woke up. I knew it was coming, but they said, it. well, yeah, thanks. Happy birthday. Appreciate it. Really thank, uh, thankful I could spend the day with you guys. And uh, Kevin, now... Since you guys started this, Rodney, uh, Haley might call later. Haley, oh, your daughter's going to get a special call in, huh? Well, she yeah. said, uh, I want to call the show. Okay. And I said, all right. So I actually gave her the hotline number. I don't know if she'll call or not. Okay. But if you see a strange number come up, that might be her. That was a special shout out. Yes. Yeah, to my daughter. <laughs> Rodney, thank you. You got it. You got it. Happy birthday, brother. I appreciate, appreciate it. that. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, so anyway, with the Angels, uh, they made a move today, and uh, they released Albert Pujols. Yeah. Uh, he was in the final year of a 10-year deal with the Angels. I think he was hitting a buck 58. Uh, and let's face it, in, in recent years, he's slowed down. No one really knows how old he is. You know, he could be anywhere from <laughs> 40-something to 70. Nobody really knows. He has had a Hall of Fame career. He, he made most of his money, uh, uh, most of the capital, let's put it like that, was achieved in St. Louis, and then they paid him to come to Anaheim. Artie Moreno signed him 10 years ago because the Angels were negotiating a TV deal with yeah. Fox Sports. And, uh, you know, 
you need a name for people to watch so you'll get paid. And that's what they did. They signed Albert Pujols uh, so they could extend that deal with Fox Sports and uh, get paid. And uh, look, Albert is a terrific guy. He's huge in the community. Uh, he's meant an awful lot to the people uh, in Anaheim. But he's been under the radar here, Rodney. I mean, he has been afflicted with Mike, what Mike Trout has been afflicted with. And to a degree, Shohei Otani. Yeah. Talented, terrific people. Uh, and no disrespect to Anaheim, which is a great city. And uh, Orange County is a great area. But, you know, they're dwarfed by the Dodgers. And uh, that does not negate what Albert Pujols has meant to the Angels or to baseball in general. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I don't know where he is, Kevin. He's he's where on top five in, in home runs on the home run list. And I'm sure they're up there in all the you know, hit lists. Sure, bona fide Hall of Famer. And, and, you, and you're right. You know, he, he did make his mark in, in St. Louis, Fred. Um, but what, it was a big deal when he came to Anaheim. And to, you, to your point of Artie Moreno trying to secure the TV deal with a big name, he was as big as it got in sports. And I know he was kind of on the decline a little bit when he came here, but he still, you know, was Albert Pujols that was putting fear in pitchers, you know, minds and hearts when, when he stepped in the box. So um, great career, not surprised, great career. Um and you know, just just uh, a good guy as well. Off the off the field, he's a great human being. He and his family do great work in the community. So um, you knew it was coming, and it just and it came. Yeah, the day came, and uh, he he said at the beginning of this year he wasn't really sure if he was going to retire at the end of the season or if he tried to play again. Uh, I look, it's his call. I think he's just been retired. Yeah, you know, he's making thirty million dollars this year, so he'll be fine. He's going to be okay. The good news is he'll pay the mortgage and uh, he'll be able to eat. He's made a lot of money. I've uh, been involved in a lot of big moments in baseball. And um, I think this is probably the end of the road, Kevin. There are rumors flying that he could uh, be reunited with his former manager in St. Louis, who is now with the White Sox, Tony La Russa, who is as old school as it gets. So much so that he didn't know the extra inning rules on the game a couple of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> they, there's talk that they can use a designated hitter out there in Chicago and that Albert and uh, Tony have a great uh, relationship with each other. And look, they're a young team, so maybe they can have a clubhouse influence of someone like Albert Pujols. So maybe maybe he's not done, Fred. He could be headed to the south side. Well, yeah, Let him ride it out the rest of the year. Oh, maybe. no, by all means, if he can, he should. He should ride it out. He's hitting a buck fifty-eight. A buck ninety-eight, Fred. Let's not shortchange him. Okay, okay all right, oh, Fred. <laughs> a buck On your birthday as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, on my birthday, I want to wish Chris Paul happy birthday. I want to wish George Clooney happy birthday. Some rarefied air there, Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I let them share the day with me. Oh, Isn't that nice? <laughs> very gracious of you. <laughs> That's a pretty good trifecta there, Fred. Yeah. Uh, oh, Tom Custer, former editor at NBC Four. Happy birthday. <laughs> I thought you were going to say General Custer. <laughs> Happy birthday to him, too. <laughs> All right, Rodney, you want to get you want to start with the Dodgers, or do you want me to do it? Oh, Freddie. Yeah, you do it, Fred, because I, I just I, I want to hear you. Before we get to Ned, um, I need to know if, if we need to lock the doors. No, we don't have to lock the doors. Uh, look, the thing with the Dodgers, look at it like this. Let's say uh, you caught a cold, okay? Some people yeah. deal with them well. Some mm -hmm. people, they battle for a while. You have a cold. Yeah. You know, the one thing you have to do with a cold, you got to ride it out. 
Yeah. Eventually, it's going to get better. Eventually, you're going to feel better. And which one do you starve and which one do you feed? You uh, starve a cold, feed a flu. Which no, one is it? You starve a cold, feed a fever. Feed a fever. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was one of those. Yeah. All things, right. Something like that. So, yeah, we're all kind of starving now with the Dodgers. And uh, you got to ride it out. That, that's all you ha- because they're terrible. They just look terrible. They're not a terrible team. They're going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. But they're just really bad now. And the thing that strikes me. Can you me, promise that? Can you promise everything's yeah. going to work out? Yeah, oh, yeah. I can promise that. I'm not concerned about that. But uh, they're really bad. But if you're not concerned about that, then why are you concerned at all? Not really concerned. Uh-huh. I'm just saying they're bad. Okay. Okay. Just, just saying they're bad right now. And yeah. uh, it's like you have a cold. You got to ride it out. You got to have some chicken soup and ride it out. That's all you can do. The thing that that is concerning is how they're getting beat. Now, Max Muncy's starting to hit. That's great. So other yeah. people have to jump in. Uh, Mookie's not hitting. He's not hitting. That's the end of it. He's just not. All right? He's got to hit. Corey Seager has been bad. Just been bad. Yeah. There's no other way to look at it. I mean, defensively, he has become... He is not, but he has become, at this time, a liability. He is making critical mistakes. Yeah. yeah. You don't expect to see that from him. Normally, yeah. Um, consistency is his game, right? Right. You know, he's not, he's not going to give you the Wizard of Ozzy Smith kind of type of world-crazy plays, but if it's routine, if it's a play that should be made, he's going to make the play without fault without flaw and do it smoothly and and you can count on that and now it's not only him you know missing a couple balls under his glove and and bobbling a few balls you know as he fields them he's making bad throws now i mean the throw he made the second base which was a huge play at that time um way off the mark way off the mark gavin lux dove and couldn't catch it i mean it's not Corey seager like and something's going on with him um, and, and, you know, maybe we'll ask Ned. I don't know if, you know, you got to wonder if these guys are, any of these guys are hurt um, or battling injuries because they did play deep and turned around sooner than normal. But not, it's not like, they're not like the basketball guys. They had a, they had a nice off season and, and went to a full uh, spring training. So I don't know. I don't know if it's contract year. I mean, it could be in his head a little bit about I'm playing for this big money contract now. So I gotta, I gotta be great. And he's, overthinking it maybe i mean it could be and it happens with a lot of guys but to your point they're they're just they're not playing good as a team and you know what's what's i guess troubling about it is that it's happening in a lot of aspects it's not just one aspect right they're not hitting with people they're not hitting first of all and then they're not hitting with runners in scoring position uh, which is huge because if you if you're struggling at the plate, at least one thing you could probably do is when runners are in scoring position, get some timely hits. They haven't gotten many timely hits at all this season. Their bullpen has been erratic and injured and erratic and injured and erratic. Um, and the only kind of bright spot is the starting pitching. And they have been good. They just haven't gotten run support when they've had good outings. And that's a product of the way the Dodgers are playing right now. So it's it's um, it's troubling. The thing you, I guess, concerns me is that the starting pitching has been good and they've lost a lot of those games. And how good – I know they've got a good staff, but the starting pitching 
on this staff, the way it's gone, the Dodgers should should probably only have lost four or five games at this point. The way their starting pitchers have, have performed this year, and that's not been the case. And you wonder if they can, can maintain that throughout the rest of the season with the starting pitcher because other than Dustin May, you know, getting injured, they're they're pretty good. Yeah. And pretty healthy. Yeah, absolutely. The the pitching has been great, except the bullpen has struggled. Yeah. Every time David Vasse comes on, he goes, ah, it's the bullpen. I mean, the bullpen. Look, if you're hitting the ball, now, granted, they hit yesterday a little bit in the, the game. But if you're hitting, you're not going to have to worry about the bullpen because you'll have runs. They're, they're yeah. not hitting. Now, the bullpen has struggled. Yeah. Hasn't looked crisp. Hasn't looked sharp. That's accurate. That 100% accurate. So add it up. The bullpen has been struggling. Okay, that's a problem. Uh, defensively, they've really not been very good. Okay, that's a problem. They're not hitting. All right, well, you know what? That That's a problem. Okay, add those up. You're not winning. Done. Yeah. So how do you fix it? What do you do? Do you start making moves? Absolutely not. You do not make moves. You do not freak out. You do not start to panic. We just started May. It's a long season. They will come out of this. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one guy that's going to make a huge difference. Zach McKinstry, when he gets back off the injured list. He's a spark plug. He he supplies a lot of enthusiasm. He's a gamer. That guy's going to make yeah. a difference. And it's a shame that he uh, he got hurt because he was off to a great start and doing a lot of really cool things. He... He came in as advertised, as we heard David Vasse say for over a year, that he's the guy. Watch out for this guy, and he he came and he and he and he delivered. You know the thing with the starting pitching and and the run support that they're not getting is is the problem because normally we see a Dodger team when you get a you know you get a one run through six, one run through seven out of Walker Bueller, even Clayton Kershaw who, who struggled the other night, but he's had a pretty good start to the season. Um, Trevor Bauer, one run through seven innings, six innings, and you look up and you're still either tied or you're down one to nothing because your run support is not there. You guys are not hitting. Normally, we see the Dodgers with that kind of pitching performance are already got their starting pitcher out of the game, and it's, you know, five to one Dodgers, and, and Walker Bueller's debating whether or not he's going to come out in the seventh or not. And, and, and so we're not seeing that. We're getting the pitching, but we're not, we're not leading. And a lot of times, Dodgers find themselves either tied with a one-run game or behind one nothing after a great performance for six innings by Trevor Bauer, Clayton, or, or Walker Bueller, or Julio Urias. I mean, it's it's been it's been the hitting. I think is 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 most glaring thing of all, especially with runners in scoring position. All right, we're gonna get more into this. Ned Coletti will join the show next. He sat in the chair. He made the moves. If you're the GM looking down at the field, what do you do? Well, Ned will have the answers. Good times, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Especially, that, that's not, that's for you and our next guest, friend. We both yeah, love we it. This. Yes. Both love it. Yes. Here he comes, the man that sat in the chair, the godfather, our good friend, the man we trust more than anyone when it comes to baseball and knowledge. Ned Coletti. And Ned, good afternoon to you. 
Good afternoon, gentlemen. I got to tell you a quick story. I was waiting to go on the show here, and I got a call from my Uncle Frank, who uh, loves baseball. Late 80s, my last living uncle. And uh, from Chicago, obviously, and, you know, was a huge Cubs fan. And he called me. He says, you know, I haven't seen the paper today. Uh, what did the Cubbies do yesterday? He's <laughs> <laughs> a laugh, you know. So he's done. He's out. He's out. I'm not talking to him anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And, uh, you, you know, Ned, you know, we always bring you back to our, 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 our friends, Chicago, to bring you in here. And that one in particular was, was uh, we, we, I don't know how it, Got into the mix, Ronnie, of old days came on because, you know, Ned, it's Fred's birthday today. No way. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. I don't know how old days got into it. It's that was birthday. your special birthday song, Fred, from uh, us to you. Yeah, because it said old. That's not necessary. Because you like Chicago and, and we know that Ned yeah. loves Chicago. Yeah, so we, you know, old days kind of came to mind. You could have gone Saturday in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Could have gone just you and me. Didn't have to go old days. <laughs> um, hey, hey, you know what? It's okay though. It's all right. Yes. I'm probably older than everybody in that room, so we'll take what we can get, right? Amen. <laughs> you got that right, Ned. We'll take what we can get. <laughs> all right. Before before we get to the Dodgers, uh, the Angels released Albert Pujols today. He's had a great career. Final year of a ten year deal. Uh, when you were in the general manager's chair, first. Does a move like that surprise you? I mean, he's hitting a buck ninety-eight, final year of the deal. And second, is it tough to release a guy like an Albert Pujols? No doubt. It's um, you know, it, it almost happens to every every athlete, every player at some point in time. Uh, never easy conversations. Um, always respectful, and um, really with somebody that has a career that he has had, you know, one of the one of the great players of the last twenty years. Um, but it happens, you know, and um, general managers, presidents of baseball ops, whatever, you know, they have to carry the message. Um, the league, the game kind of tells the player what people see, but somebody's got to verbalize it, and, and that's probably what happened here. And I think it's easier for Anaheim to do it now with, uh, with Perry there and a, a different general manager, you know, not somebody that was with him for a long time or even signed him. So uh, I think, you know, that becomes a little bit easier there. But, again, never easy to do. You know, I had a, a couple during my L.A. days that were really good players, not Albert Pujols type, but Bobby Abreu, I think, Garrett Anderson. Um, that, you know, it was tough. Greg Maddox, you know, he, uh, he told us, he said, hey, I'm taking it to the house. I'm done. And uh, I was glad that he said that because uh, I would never want to, you know, I'd have a tough time telling him that. But, uh, yeah, it happens, and it's part of, part of what you got to be prepared for. And your communication and your respect along the way helps get you to that type of conversation, too, to make it fitting for the person and fitting for the organization. Uh, you, you can't just develop a relationship or communication skills the morning you got to tell somebody that. That comes over time. Yeah, and, and Ned, you just mentioned it, the relationship, and a lot of times you, you, you always – you, at least I think you do, would have that conversation with those guys, right? That, that okay, you know, oh, Max yeah. came to you, but the other guys, I'm sure you'd have them sit down, hey, look, and, uh, you know, it's about that time, partner, or whatever. It would be a closed-door conversation yeah. that you guys would have. Um, the fact that and, – and would you give them the option? Because I think the thing that – I guess the one thing, I guess, kind of stood out to me is that they released him, 
And, you know, then all of a sudden rumors start flying. He's going to the White Sox with La Russa, um, and he didn't retire or they didn't give him the opportunity to retire. Um, how does that play into it? If a guy says, okay, yeah, I get you. I, I'm, I understand you. Um, let me go out on my own terms. Let me announce my retirement, and we call it that way. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, this is just one step. This just is going to sever. He's designated for assignment, I think, is the, the, the term at the moment, which means they've got you know, a few days to release him or, or, or try to do something else. But you know that's this is just the first step. This doesn't mean he's done playing. That's up. That will be partly up to him. If nobody wants to take him on or sign him, yeah, then it's you know this is you know the beginning of, of that process. But you know as long as he can play and somebody else thinks he can play and contribute off the bench, uh, playing once in a while or or somebody that um, would be a great influence on younger players. I mean, you look at the White Sox, kind of an interesting group at that. that that does make some sense there. And of course the St. Louis connection with him and Tony. So it doesn't mean that, that he's completely done. It just means that he's completely done in Anaheim. That's, that's what the door just closed. All right, let's get to the Dodgers now, Ned. Uh, you know, the assessment I had is uh, first, and you might find this hard to believe. Um, I panicked. Absolutely not. I mean, this is like having a cold. You got to ride it out and then things will turn around, but there are some concerning aspects here. A defensively they're, they're not crisp. B, they're not hitting. C, the bullpen is struggling. Okay, you had all three up. You're not going to win, right, Ned? That's right. And, you know, the team is, you know, to, the, and to their defense for a minute, and I, I don't disagree with you, you know, I'll, I'll get there in a second, but I think I, I saw last night that they had not been swept in 68 consecutive series. I mean, that's, that's incredible. So they've been on this run. They've they've got they've got injuries. Other teams have injuries. Milwaukee beat them three out of four without Yelich. So you know that that's part of the deal. But the things that that do kind of concern me a little bit is you lose Knable. Um He was a big part of what was coming up in that bullpen. I thought so. I think that needs to be addressed at some point in time. Again, you just can't go to the to the, to the big uh, store in the neighborhood and go down aisle six and pick out a, a right-handed or a left-handed reliever that can pitch late in the game. That that doesn't happen. The defense, uh, you know, Corey, you know, I, I, I hope he's healthy. Um, Mookie, I hope he's healthy offensively when you watch some of the at-bats. Um, but guys go through these stages, and these, these uh, is it easy to watch? No, it's excruciating to watch. And the beauty and the curse of baseball is you watch it pretty much every day, so you don't have a week between games where you can adjust or, or put some of the things you just watched uh, to the side. You, you evaluate it on a constant 24-hour cycle, and, and that's tough to do. But the defense has got to be tighter. We've seen great defense. We know they're capable. Bullpen, I think they may have to figure that out, add that. I think Dustin May going down is a huge loss. And again, he was the fifth starter, but I, I see versatility in him too. As you get to October, I see, you know, this guy might be a weapon in the pen, not this October because of what happened. But that to me is a huge loss. A little bit of a schedule now with the day off today, day off next Monday, day off next Thursday. So they're going to get through the fifth starter issue for a couple weeks at least. But you know, that's going to have to be addressed at, at some point in time. Long story short, we don't like what we've seen. I think time is on their side. I don't know if the other teams that are currently right ahead of them, right behind them, whatever, the San Fran's and the, and the San Diego's, have the staying power to stay with the crew. You know, who would you, who would you trade 
of the possession players when they're healthy. Who do you want to get rid of it? Who are you going to bring in that's any better? There, there's hardly anybody you could do that with. You got to believe in the players you brought. You got to you got to know that they've got the track record. It's not just a spur of the moment thing that you saw a flash of greatness for a minute. No, you've seen outstanding play for a long period of time. People go through this. I think missing Bellinger is also you know affects your lineup. The domino effect when you got a hole in the lineup. A lot of different things going on right now, but I do think time is on their side. Yeah, and, and you got to believe sometimes the universe balances things out. As you mentioned, 68 straight series without being swept. And, and, and then we've seen over the last few years of games being close in the late innings and the Dodgers come up with a miracle play, a big-time hit, and this guy did that. Yes. It's something crazy happening, and the Dodgers have won the majority of those games and these ones, if they're they're losing, I mean they're they're losing in extra innings. I, I, I they played more extra inning games than I can ever imagine in 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 recent memory. But they they they're losing most of them. When it comes to to Corey, Ned, do you think that any of of him being in a contract year is playing into him? Or do you think he's just uh, he he may not be healthy, or is just a multiple of second baseman he's been playing with? Well, I, I think, you know, I've known him since he was about 18 years old. You know, he, contract year or not, I mean, he wants to be successful. He works all the time to be as good a player as he can be. And and, and that's, you know, that's a great trait. Do, do people start to, to play differently or press a little bit when they, they see the, you know, the jackpot at the end of the rainbow? Yeah, I guess some guys do. You know, I've seen it on both sides. Some do, some don't. I don't think that 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 plays into him. I think, I think he wants to be out there every day. I think he loves to compete, loves to play. And I think he, he aspires to be the best player he can be on a daily basis. And if he is banged up a little bit, you know what, that's, you know, it's, it's up to him to kind of say, Hey, you know what? I need a break. I need a DL IL, or I need a couple days here or there. If he is, I don't, I don't have any idea if he is, but you know, it's, I don't think it affects him. I don't think that affects him one bit. I think his desire to play, to be as good as he can be, and and to, to do it in a healthy way is is what's driven him since the day I met him. You know, Ned, watching them, uh, even their body language, and maybe it's a function of them not hitting, and when you're not hitting, you're not having fun. But just watching their body language, they don't seem very happy. They don't seem very, I don't want to say engaged, but they they just don't look happy. Well, losing's got their way on you, and when you don't, when you do not hit, it it does change just kind of the mood of any group. It 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 goes hand in hand with a slump, just you know. And but it can change in a day too. And, and getting back to the the defense a little bit, and also the lineup. The your defense has got to be crisp always, but especially when your offense struggles, you cannot be giving up ninety feet increments at will or not making a play or not thinking ahead as to what the, what the correct play would be if the ball is hit to me type of thing. So, you know, that's been an issue. That's prolonged innings. You got a bullpen that's, that's banged up with about four or five guys that you counted on not there. So, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be precise with your defense and it's got to be airtight and it hasn't been. And the thing about the lineup, I think the one of the beauties of watching this team the last few years is that you had so much depth to it, one through eight, one through nine, if you were in the American League Park and DH. And you had so much. that We, we said it many times on the show or on, on Spectrum. 
Where's the weak spot? Where do you go if you're a pitcher for the weak spot? There isn't any. But now suddenly you got a few guys slumping, a few guys out. So now suddenly a pitcher can attack that lineup differently. And you also, when that happens, you're also putting just a little bit different pressure on a Rios. Kids like that, that are used to having eight, seven, eight guys around them. Hey, nobody, just, hey, just play your game and everything's going to be great. Okay, now wait a minute. Now you and two or three other young players, you guys got to step it up right now. That's what people, you know, that's what they're at least thinking. And, you know, that can be a, that can be a different thing. Plus, it's an adjustment. Pitches are always adjusting. And we have seen some good pitching. We got lucky in Milwaukee that we missed a Sunday starter who's one of the best in the league. But we saw good pitching in Milwaukee. We've seen good pitching out of San Diego, too. So it's not like we're getting beat by guys that, you know, you, you, you can't believe you're getting beat by them. You're getting beat by some pretty good pitchers, too. And when you've got a soft spot in your lineup or an inexperienced spot or a spot that's struggling, suddenly you've thrown that pitcher a little bit of a life preserver to get through it. And when you look at the first inning of all these Dodger games, going to take the first 20 games of the season, 25 games of the season, first inning, 25 pitches, 30 pitches, 35 pitches, constantly grinding out and putting that bullpen on the other side in great jeopardy, okay? And we saw it, and that's how they would win game after game after game. Well, Mookie's been struggling, Corey's been struggling, so now as a pitcher, you look at that lineup and you go, if I can get through these two guys, now I can I – can, attack the other guys differently than having the pressure of the lineup just come at me as soon as the anthem's done. Boom, here's Mookie Betts standing there, and I know right now I got no margin of error. They've given, they've given teams a little bit of a margin of error in the defensive prolonged innings, and the bullpen's lost four or five guys. So, you know, but time is on their side. I'll keep saying it. You know, that I, I don't see anybody beating them for division, and I think they've got time to, to shore up the bullpen or shore up whatever else they think they need to do between now and a trading deadline. Yeah, I, it's amazing how losing games will, will do that to you. It feels like we're three months in when it's only the 1st of May and we're only a month in. Um, when you look at this team, and you mentioned it, Ned, you went ran through it, I think the hitting comes back. Uh, you've got too much talent on that team up and down the lineup to, to not go back to what you said, where's the weakness in that lineup. I think that'll happen. Starting pitching uh, has been a bright spot for me. I mean, they've been, they've been on their game other than one game here or two, they've been they, Bueller, Kershaw, Bauer, uh, Julio. They, they've all, and Dustin May when he was in there, were great. They just weren't getting any run support. I think that'll be fine throughout the season, if barring any injury. Are we sure that the bullpen is going to be okay? Well, as I look at it today, I think I'd be I'd be searching for one more, one more piece that can that can pitch late in games. What we, what we know is that they've been banged up a bit and that they've been vulnerable. What we don't know is what's coming next, okay? And seasons have a way of you – know, there's no way to fool the, fool the season. So if you're hurt, if, you're, if, if, if it's a talent issue, if it's a, whatever the issues are, the season is going to tell you about it and expose it to you here before long. So I do think that that is something that, that, needs, that needs at least some look to it. And I'm sure that they are because you can't lose as many guys as they did and, and not think that you're going to need to to shore it up some. Uh, the starting pitching, as you said, Rodney, has been terrific. And if that if that had struggled, then I would be a little bit more concerned than I am because you cannot win without good pitching. The defense is going to come and go. The defense will be fine. 
but I think the, the pitching has been stellar. The rotation has been as good as possible. The goal of every starting pitcher is to give your chance a team, uh, give your team a chance to win. And when I play 32 games, uh, they probably had a chance to win 28 or 29 of them. I mean, the percentage of how well they pitch is almost historic. So that is a blessing to me as far as seeing where they're at and what they need to do and, and where they stand today. I think every team in the league would probably trade pitching sass with them, rotations with them in a heartbeat. And that's, that's a big plus. That won't go away. So, De- Annette, the overall message for Dodger fans, relax. Overall message, besides wishing you a happy birthday, the overall message <laughs> is time is on their side. And it's a baseball season. It's not a baseball month or a baseball week or a baseball couple of weeks. It's a baseball season. And these guys are not just having, having a, a flash of greatness in the last eight years. They are who they are. Time is on their side. All right. Well, Ned, thanks for the birthday wishes. And as always, thanks for coming on. Always good to talk to somebody older than me. I appreciate that. There's not many left. What a nice way to end it. All right, I love it. <laughs> Take it easy. Happy birthday. We'll see you guys down the road. Be, be cool. See you later. All right, we still have to get into the Lakers. They play tonight against the Clippers. Now, it's a big game. You know, if the Lakers lose tonight, they're in the seventh spot. They're in play-in tournament range. So we'll get into that. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah. Afternoon delight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my man. Today's throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is hypnotized by the notorious B.I.G. This song was first single off the Brooklyn MC's Life After Death album, which was released in 1997. The song debuted at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 charts in April of that year. Topped the charts just weeks later. The song was nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Performance in 1998 and Rolling Stone ranked it at number 30 on its list of the top 100 hip-hop songs of all time. Again, today's Throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is Hypnotized by the notorious D.I.G. All right. Rodney, there is a story, and oftentimes we don't discuss this, but I think it's worthy of a mention today. You know I'm a huge hockey guy. I love hockey. Yep. We don't talk a lot of hockey because we talk about what the listeners want us to talk about, not what we want to talk about. But I think today the story transcends, and it needs to be pointed out because something really ugly happened in hockey last night, and it had to do with the Washington Capitals and New York Rangers. Now, the minute they dropped the puck, everybody dropped their gloves. And started to fight. I don't like fighting in hockey. Maybe I'm the only one. Doesn't matter. This was not just one of those two guys square off. It was everybody. And the reason it was everybody is because there's a player by the name of Tom Wilson. He plays for Washington. And the last time they played the Rangers, he picked up a guy, threw him to the ice. When he was down, he punched him right in the head. Could have killed him. On the street, that would have been assault. Uh, Here's what the league did because of the collective bargaining agreement. They fined the guy $5,000, and that was it. Case closed. The Rangers thought the guy in charge of discipline should have been fired. Fired! 
The yeah. NHL should fire the guy. But he was hampered by the collective bargaining agreement. So what happened? 100 minutes of penalties last night. Just an ugly, ugly scene. Uh, the league finds the guy five grand. You would have been, honest to God, you would have been arrested and thrown in jail. Yeah, when the guy that he, that he, either was that guy that he picked up and slammed or another guy that he hit that is out for the year, another guy got hurt, yeah. his, one of his legs or lower part yeah. of his body is out, now he's out for indefinitely. Guy's a thug. Bottom line, um, guy's a thug. Yeah, and then, and then why I get the, I get the, okay, people got to understand that players and they have a collective bargaining agreement at the beginning of you know every four or five years they come together and they agree on terms and, and the players really won out on this one in terms of hockey of what they can be fined um, because other sports you can be football you can be fined a game check which for a lot of guys are a lot is a lot of money but five thousand dollars for this but they couldn't suspend him. Fred, they couldn't suspend him either. They just find they didn't suspend him. They were mad about the, the fact that they didn't. Right. They only not only did they just find him five thousand dollars, but they didn't even suspend him. Right. Yeah, they could have suspended him. Of course, they absolutely could, but they didn't because for whatever reason they think that's okay. It's not okay. It's just not. And why okay. are we still allowing that to happen in hockey, where they let fights go on until the guys go to the ground and then they break them up? Look, why, I, I mean, there were three guys going at it, and the refs were and everybody. I mean, it started with everybody. It was really just, you know, six guys. I should say, two on three on three, going at it, and the refs and the players were kind of standing around and letting those kind of three or four guys, three groups of guys, go at it until they went to the ground. Then they break it up, and then the other one went to the ground. They broke it up, and then the last group went to the ground. And they broke it up. I don't. I, is is that why? Why is it only broken up when they go to the ground? Because they don't want to, uh, and that's what they've always decided. By the way, they'll let it go until somebody's down. That's just the way they handle it. This this is like prehistoric times. Yeah. This why is like that not changed? Stuff. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad look. Yeah, I know. If you go to a hockey game, everybody <laughs> shares and stands when there's a fight. I hate. Those imagine games. that happening in baseball. You know, a guy gets thrown at multiple times he's not happy about it you know first pitch of the next game they just he throws down his bat and the guy pitcher throws down his gloves and they let him go at it they let him go at it for until one of them goes to the ground and it's like looked at as normal that can happen in any other sport how about the nba yeah would that happen in the nba hard foul flagrant foul on someone they said oh we don't that was a cheap shot and and at at tip off they don't jump for the ball they just go at it and the refs let them go until guys go on the ground? Yeah. The NFL? Yeah. Would that happen there? <laughs> Forget kicking off. We're gonna, just going to run at each other and start beating each other. Yeah, we're going to throw hands right here, right now. We're yeah. going to go get them. Yeah. It, Line up. It's absurd. It is absurd. It's a terrible look for the NHL. What about the purists that are saying, well, that's part of hockey, Fred. Well, we, you know, this hockey is it's, it's what it is. Yeah, I understand. Part of the game. I understand. And back when uh, they started playing football, they wore leather helmets with no face masks. <laughs> right? Yeah. And when they started playing basketball, there was no three-point yeah. shot, right? Yeah. Right. So things evolve. The game changes. A hard hit in hockey, yep, you can be checked. You can be checked into the boards. Right. Sure. Yeah. But this yeah, stuff- you got Yeah. You got guys getting kicked out of games in the NFL now for hitting a guy in a helmet. And, and hockey still letting guys just fight. <laughs> and it all centers around the fact that this guy, Tom Wilson, was not suspended. It all centers yeah. around that. You can't have that. It's a terrible yeah. look. 
And so they 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 really want him fired. I mean, they want him fired immediately, right, for well, not suspending him. Yeah, they they wanted the guy in the league office, George Peros, fired. Yeah, you're in charge. Yeah. You should be fired. Well, they didn't fire him. As a matter of fact, what the Rangers did, the Rangers, the team that suffered this, that then came out and said they should fire George Peros. Yeah, the team fired their president and general manager. So they didn't fire the guy in the league office. They fired the guys that complained. They're fired. <laughs> They're out. Just bad. A bad look for hockey. Bad look for sports. The league muffed when they didn't suspend a guy. Just bad. They really have to do yeah, better. They really do. It's it's it is. It, I, every, I mean, when you look at the old footage of that stuff, you, it's like looking at Deacon Jones back in the day when he used to be able to head slap offensive linemen. It's like, oh, and Butkus and those guys would body slam quarterbacks and people, oh, those are big. But that, you could tell by the grainy footage that was in the 60s and that's no longer allowed anymore. Right. It, it shouldn't be in 2021 that guys can just drop their gloves at, at, at center ice and just go at it and it'd be part of, part of the game. Rodney, we have a special guest calling now. We do. Yeah, should I welcome the special guest on the air? Please do. Okay. Uh, calling from Southern California, a special guest, my daughter, Haley Rogan. Hello, Haley. Hello. Happy <laughs> birthday. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Happy birthday, it. Dad. Love you. Hey, Jack. Thank oh, you. we got Jack on the line, too. That's very cool. <laughs> what are you guys Let's doing? Let's go. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Um, we're celebrating you. We're probably going to go to lunch and get drinks to celebrate you, obviously. Um, but, yeah. We're, I love, we're celebrating I love that. early. I love that, Haley. You're going to lunch without your dad to celebrate your dad's birthday to have drinks and, and lunch with for Someone your dad's has birthday. Somebody to has it. to do it. Hey, hey guys, why, why does your dad hate people knowing his birthday? He's just, he's just kind of a weirdo. Like, like he just... He just <laughs> He doesn't really like the attention, but then at the same time, he, loves like, it. he obviously loves the he attention. He thrives off of it. So we had to make it about him. And also, his birthday is so close to my birthday, so I make it about me. But this year, I decided it was about him. Um, just until tomorrow, though. Then it's about me again. <laughs> <laughs> Haley's but, birthday is Saturday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh happy but birthday, Haley. Thank you. I'm very excited, but we just wanted to call and say happy birthday, um, and your show sounds great. <laughs> well, appreciate that. Where's Josh, and where's your mother? Josh is at work, and Riley is next to me, and Mom is upstairs taking a Peloton class, and Emma's at home. Okay. Well, thank you for checking in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, Haley, Haley, thanks for the heads yeah. up, too. Appreciate it. Of course. I'm so glad you checked your DMs. <laughs> it was her? It was me. Oh, Haley. I know. The first at the top of the show, too, we all tuned in because we wanted to hear him say it. I was so happy. So good job, Rodney. That was awesome. <laughs> well, honey, thanks for calling. You guys have a good lunch. Have a couple of drinks. And uh, no, I'll be sitting here working. <laughs> okay. Love you. Talk to you guys later. All right. Love you. There goes Haley. And Bye. Jack Rogan.